Welcome to the Concast, Comic-Con Africa's official podcast. All right, so welcome to episode nine already of our podcast. Jeez. Super exciting stuff. Um, we are joined by Vaynant van Sale um, from Phoenix Paranoia. Hi there, Vaynant. How are you doing? All right, how are you doing? All's good, thank you. And then I'm also joined by George from the team over here. Hey, hey. Oh. All right, so Vaynant van Sale from Phoenix Paranormal. Who are you? Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Well, um, I'm basically just a representative of a, a greater team uh, called Phoenix Paranormal, and we do ghost hunting too. Yeah, that's probably the long and short of it. We, we're ghost hunters in South Africa. That is so cool. Yeah. So I think the first thing, especially speaking from like a Comic-Con perspective, being exposed to all the shows and the series that are out there, I think that we initially go to like, the cliche is like Ghostbusters, where you guys are driving around with vacuum cleaner vibe things yeah. attached to your back. Or there's, you know, then there's the other side of it, which is a little bit more extreme, which is the supernatural, supernatural. kind of casting spells to get rid yeah. of spirits. Let's, let's cut through that, Vaynant. How much of it is, quite frankly, a lie? And how much of it is in pop culture is actually true? Oh, uh, sure. There's, there's a. Uh... I think it's a, it's a fine line, really, um, when you look at it that way. I think sensationalism is the first thing that comes to mind when, when you look at TV series and, uh, and films. Um, because, yeah, I mean, ratings and um, how many people, how many eyes are on it um, definitely plays a part. So I think, you know, in, in today's culture, we've been so desensitized to what really scares people. And uh, I think, you know, you, in the last, I think five years we've had some revolutions in the horror genres um going to new extremes and length to um entertain so i think the desensitized um yeah that word um yeah so it the reason that we are so desensitized is just uh, i think we just the 80s and 90s is threw so much horror at us yeah we really just sort of it, it's just um there's nothing that, that can freak us out anymore. So you need to get creative. So I think where that crosses the line going into to real life is people's actual experiences and how that's put on screen. Obviously, there's a, there's a big difference in the actual story and, and the, the colored in story by, by Hollywood. But yeah, the, concerning Ghostbusters and stuff, I don't know, you, you can't really catch ghosts. Um, yeah like that you know store them in a, in a little bottle and, and keep them on the shelf somewhere um it's basically just um we're sort of catch capturing uh, a moment in time from the past in most cases and if you if you want to move on to the more extreme like you know you're looking exorcist and the conjuring universe and stuff like that um i think those those forms are very much amplified but the stories and the events behind those behind um, those events are, are, are definitely true and, and very extreme, but in the sense that not in the physical, physical sense, but more in a spiritual sense. Yeah. You said something really interesting over there that, that caught my attention. You said that it's like a, like a, it, it's a stuck moment in time. Is that, is that kind of how you would define paranormal anomalies? Actually, before we carry on, what is the best way to refer to the paranormal? 
Um, because I don't want to be saying paranormal anomalies and making a complete ass out of <laughs> out of myself speaking to a pro. So, what, firstly, what would you what would you call paranormal anomalies? And secondly, if you wouldn't mind just expanding a little bit more about the the, the stuck moment in time point that you mentioned. All right. Um, yeah. No, we just refer to it as paranormal. I think the general consensus is that it's something that cannot be explained um, through facts. Basically, just your eyes and, and what you, like I mentioned before, capture in that specific moment in time. It, it, it varies. Um, look, mostly uh, we deal with, with spirits that have not crossed over, um, which is basically they're just milling around between here and there and just probably confused or they, they refuse to step into the light, if you, if you will, or they just, they're just hanging on to something on earth that, that they can't let go of. So what I mean by a um, moment in time is, is when you, when you cross with that entity in their space and time and your space and time sort of collides. And that's, that's usually where you get the, the paranormal activity, but taking it back a little bit, um, you know, it's, it's a lot less exciting than it is in the movies. Uh, we spend lots of long hours in the dark, um, walking hallways, um, yeah, and then, and then hopefully, you know, we, it's like fishing. That's, that's what yeah. I usually tell people. You know, you, you got your different pieces of equipment, you test them out, and some are responsive, some aren't, and it's, it's usually not the same equipment that responds. So, yeah, there's different methods of, of finding these things. Um, but I think, yeah, we, we get quite lucky often. I think that's, it's, it's, a, it's a thing that we've honed over the years. We know where to go look and... Uh, yeah, and discerning it afterwards, taking the evidence and going, okay, this is actually something or this is not. So yeah, um, other entities would include bad entities, not necessarily demonic. I think that's a term that's thrown around a lot. Um, we haven't, well, I, I wouldn't say it's it's not demonic, but you, we have encountered some really, really dark forces in some really um paranormally active places and uh, usually it's a, it's a dominant form that's um, very much in the same consciousness as as we are as living beings but the um, intentions are a little bit more dark so we're still f trying to figure out exactly what they they do and what what their purposes are but yeah demonic is a strong word um, we don't like to throw that around and um, people get stuck on that um, and that's, you know, we, we do a lot of private cases and the first thing they throw at us is now it's definitely a negative demonic force. And it's like, so we need to come there and sort of resolve it. So they sort of base in that um, sensationalism. But yeah, demonic forces are, and you will know yeah. when you deal with them. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, so just, um, just a quick question. So a lot of pop culture and in a lot of films, um, they say there's like a certain smell, like it's rotting flesh when you're in the presence of an evil, uh, you know, in a very evil presence. Have you guys encountered that? And then what was like the scariest encounter you had? All right. On a, on a, on a team's level, um, definitely the old rot soul um, had depictions of, of those with that rotten flesh smell that you're talking about. So yeah. I think it's can probably defined more as a sort of a sulfur kind of smell. Um, mm -hmm. But being in these kinds of environments as frequently as we do, you know, you definitely, you definitely 
um, started developing kind of a sense to sort of sort of pick those kind of thing up and it's usually you know we rather back off than, than confronting it i'm sorry what was your other question i just i just forgot now what was your yeah so the second question was uh you know what's the scariest encounter you guys have had okay all right yeah um if you if you ask different investigators they'll tell you different stories I think probably one of my most terrifying experiences was right at the beginning. I wasn't um, I wasn't as experienced as I am now. Um, obviously, there's a little bit green and wet behind the ears. So you you watch a lot of TV programs and you and you think you know what it's all about. And once I got into the paranormal investigating a few years on, you start of sort of um, you're more knowledgeable of what what what's going on around you. So I was I was in the basement um, during the day, underneath the rec hall in in Cullinan. Um, it's a, it was a very busy place at some stage in history, mm-hmm. and something something just really bad happened underneath that stage. Um, before I, I went there with with the team, um, they were there on a previous investigation, and one of our investigators actually got possessed oh, underneath that stage so yeah it, it was it was it was very scary it's a very scary event um we've we've referred to that in previous videos on our on our youtube channel um it's uh yeah so i, I was i was channeling challenging the entity um to sort of you know give me a sign you know um trying to push it a little bit to give us some some sort of evidence and being alone and you know, you, you think you're a big man, right? Mm. And these are obviously things that can hurt you, not on a physical level, well, on a physical level and on a spiritual level. So I was I was kind of pushing there, not knowing any better. And yeah, it it, it sort of felt like something was climbing on me, like it like it had like eight or, or ten legs just crawling up my back and going sitting right on my head. Mm. So I panicked a little bit. My head. Yeah. yeah, like a like a freaky spider, you know. It's 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 it was really odd, and yeah, that freaked me out a little bit. So I got out, and luckily nothing happened after that. But, yeah. So, yeah, that was, Mike, that was... could you feel the weight of it, or was it like a different kind? Because you know, like if, if like a I don't know a bird, like anything that I can think of is like a budgie landing on your shoulder. You can feel the actual weight of the bird over there. Was it like similar to that, or was it just? You knew it was there, but you couldn't feel it in like a physical sense. But you, uh, I don't even know if I'm making sense, Venon. But is is that no, like absolutely no. weight to it? Um, it's more like a, a dense sort of dark energy thing climbing on your back. It's it's, it's not a physical weight as you, as you've mentioned, but it sort of covers you in a way that it feels like someone's throwing a like a little bit of a heavy blanket over you, like a small yeah. heavy blanket. Okay. So it they. I suppose there is a is a little bit of a weight, um, but it's it's more the energy. It sort of mm-hmm. gets thick, um, if if that makes any sense. And it that is crazy, your- We're like ten minutes into this thing, and I'm already like, shit. I'm gonna have to go home and watch some cartoons to get into bed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I'm gonna make it the whole way through. Just uh, <laughs> put your nightlight on, Calvin. <laughs> Um, so, Venon, I want to talk about the different types of tools that you guys use. As I mentioned earlier, there's the there's the typical, you know, aesthetic of the, I want to say ECG, but I also don't want to, no, I don't know if that's hospital equipment, but it like picks up a lot of a lot of tropes when it comes to um, uh, ghost or paranormal hunting, should I say. So what are the actual tools that are used and what is an absolute lie? 
yo, it's it's kind of it's hard to say what works. As as I mentioned before, it's 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 tricky to know which is going to work where. Um, you also sort of start developing a feeling for that. But you can go check on Amazon. There's there's plenty of ghost hunting tools there. We're not very fond of the apps because we do oh, test yeah. them from time to time, and it's just yeah, it's once again it's a it's a it's a plaything on your phone. It's not mm. really for, for the kind of thing we do because it works on different frequencies and, and different, I think what you're referring to was a EMF detector. I think Ele- so. Electronic, electronic voice phenomenons. But basically um, what that is, is is kind of a voice comes through on, and you guys, you guys work with audio all the time. I mean, you'll see an audio band being stable and then there's just someone's voice coming through. So that's, that's the kind of things we're looking for. So recording equipment is very important, especially um, cameras, um, infrared cameras, um, use the, the connect motion uh, detector that, that also works very well. Um, and obviously um, audio, uh, video and audio together. So in all fairness, you can use EMF detectors. Um, obviously um, very old homes, they, they weren't insulated. So that EMF comes off. So it's very deceiving at, at some stage. You have to keep those kinds of things in mind with the kind of tools that you're working with. Um, for instance, if we use the spirit box, um, it's basically a, a tool that's designed to skip through radio frequencies at a very rapid pace. And once an uh, entity breaks that, that signal, they, will, they are able to convey a word, sentence or message um, through the frequencies. But when you're in an area where there's there's a lot of radio interference, you know that also won't work. So, mm. best thing I can suggest to anybody who wants to get started with it is just basically use your phone. I mean, the the, the recording capabilities are are just as good as, as any kind of um, dictaphone that you will use, or even you know night vision cameras. Obviously, very limited in this country. There's a government embargo against using night vision equipment for a certain generation. And I mean, I think you can get up to Gen 2, which is very, you know, it's quite crap because you need that ambient light still. People mm-hmm. think that um, uh, a night vision camera can see into total blackness. It's it's quite the contrary. It needs ambient light to illuminate that specific space that you're looking at. So it gets quite complex when you're stepping into the world of paranormal and what kind of equipment. Obviously we don't, um, get any equipment here. We have to import in anything that we think might be useful. And if it will work, that's also a very, it's, it's a variable. Um, it's like REM pods, for instance, um, they use, well, basically how that works is um, it's got a, I think it's a, called an isolator that can drop below. So once the spirit moves over it, it drops and the light goes on and it, uh, it shows you that there's some paranormal activity. But for most, for most part, I think the most successful ones, um, something like a, a FLIR, like the infrared um, cameras that picks up uh, body heat. We've, we've caught some really interesting stuff with that. So you never quite know what will work, but you know, for any, anybody who just wants to give it a try, and I'm not saying that they should. <laughs> most, most of the time you don't know what you're dealing with. And uh, that's, that's kind of, you know, where experience counts a little bit like, you don't investigate in your own home because mm. you don't want you don't mm. want to call you don't bring, bring attention to yourself by things that can't see you and once you see them they can see you so 
if there is some kind of abandoned building that you would like to explore, you know, just use your phone. It's got a light and you've got your recorder on there. You should be fine. Like I said, it is like every time mm. I hear you, it's like every time I hear you say paranormal activity, I'm like, oh my God, he said it. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is real. It's actually like it actually happens. Um, so, but I, I, there's so many questions and it's like I could probably of each of the tools that you went through, I could probably ask you a question based on, e on each of them. I do just want to know from you because I feel like George also has some burning questions. Why mm. specifically infrared? That's very odd. That's, yeah. that's, that's very um because you know it's 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 like it's it's the same thing when people ask us why why do you investigate in the dark it's mm. just because it's quiet um, oh, yeah yeah i think and if with infrared to do with infrared it's it's probably gonna be a little bit more of a of a um what's the word now it's in my, now my Afrikaans brain is on again. Now I can't think of the word. Let's say, for instance, lots of people see evidence on CCTV v cameras, right? And they obviously mm -hmm. got a infrared um, light on it so that the camera can can actually capture something. So I think the perspective of it being black and white is, mm -hmm. is sort of people, and it's the only way to see with your camera in the dark. No. Oh, okay. To, 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 yeah. Yeah, basically, in, in, in simple terms, I think it's it's probably more that than, than anything else. It's because you can't, light is obviously important when you use cameras. Um, so it gets a little bit technical on that end. So mm. yeah, that's, that's because mostly we want to investigate in the dark. It's not necessary, but you know. No, yeah. sure. Well, thank you, Vernon. I appreciate it. I'm sure that George has some things that he, he's been talking. George has been, ta yeah. has been talking about this very <laughs> He's like, and then I'm going to say this and this and this. So I feel like I've yeah. spoken a lot. So over to you, George. Yeah. Um, so just one quick question. Um, what is the scope of Phoenix Paranormal? Do you guys only deal with ghosts and sprites or aliens? Does that ever come into the mix? Um, random beasts of mythology like Hruetslang and Tokoloshi. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I think in this field you need to keep sort of a little bit of tabs on everything. Um, the belief is is debatable. Um, we we had a the other night on our on our vlog we had a little bit of debate about the alien thing. Um, I specifically don't think that we will ever know. Oh, yeah. Because you know, if there is more intelligent life forms out there, why would they bother with us? Anyway, um, yeah. So it's 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 debatable. There's there's obviously lots of evidence and articles. Um, we've we've um, Charmaine actually did a post a few years ago about werewolves and um, being spotted in the um, Benoni mine dumps. You know, what? running on the roofs of people's houses. Yeah, it's actual. Um, I think it was in the Benoni Times a couple of years ago where, where they actually reported it as as some supernatural. Looking um, at that article as soon as we go. And I find to... it interesting. You know, it's it's very interesting when you when you really go into mythologies and legends and stuff. You know, you pick this stuff up everywhere. Um, I think the Grootslang is is probably one of my biggest fascinations. Um, and I don't understand why nobody has gone looking for it. Maybe because it's very terrifying. Yeah, it's it's it says here on this um, website that it's located in Rechtersfeld, I think. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's it's sort of uh, what's interesting about that it adds to the mystery for me is is the fact that it's 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 a reserve. You know, it's it's been it's been kept um, under um, what do you, conservation basically. Mm. So it's it's sort of it's like something's being protected. You know, mm. some secrets of the Rittersfeld are being protected. So. I would like to go wander wander down that that road someday, you know. And, Let's do it. And, uh, yeah, I would like <laughs> to go check that out. Same. On, on, and I think you know people shouldn't people shouldn't make it out as 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 crazy talk when they talk about things like the Tokolosi and 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 um, you know werewolves for for that matter because it it might as well exist because our South African culture has a as a rich footset in, in witchcraft and, mm. and voodoo and those types of things. So the belief in those things makes it very real. Yeah. So, yeah. so apparently like a Tokolosi is is some um, small person that's been kidnapped and been tormented into this creature, which has then been sent out by some Gormas to go cause um, havoc in certain people's lives. And I think uh, it's it's a very real thing because it still happens to, to this day. Um, there's still a strong belief in it, and I think that the culture that we live in today, you know, it's it's about the wants, the, the haves and the have-nots, mm-hmm. and the have-nots want what the haves have, and then they'll do anything. In desperation, you'll do anything. So it makes it very real in a sense. How much do you think of? Um... Shall I say myth and law and folklore and all of that? How much of the stories that have been passed through generations do you think have impacted the way that paranormal investigations undergo? Because I mean, like like you mentioned, you know, perhaps like the curiosity behind Hurtslung um being in a very top secret, almost area 52 kind of place that has led your investigation over there. I'm I actually I don't think I'm asking this question properly, but what I'm really trying to say is, is of folklore, how is how has that impacted what you choose to investigate and where you choose to investigate? Okay, yeah, I, I think I, I get what you're asking. Um, <laughs> well, I think let's let's take it from the perspective of, um, I think it's, um, I can't remember the author's name, but he wrote a book about um, haunted places in South Africa. I think that's probably the baseline for our paranormal culture is is that book and all the places that have been reported to be haunted in those books. So we we have personally found that uh, most of those are just stories. And if there is a ghost, it is very hard to catch that specific ghost. Um, but we dig into history. I think that's the most important thing when it comes to these myths and laws is to sort of back it up with as much as history as possible, because that sort of gives you the blueprint for the story and where you should go investigate next. Um, I think um, the more colorful the history is, the more likely you'll find paranormal activity. I think sure. it's probably what we, and, and the famous places, unfortunately, aren't that haunted. So we're trying, to, we're actually, our group's objective and motive is actually to go to all these places and sort of reaffirm or disprove where it is and is not haunted. So quick question from my side, which area in South Africa is, well, not area, but like what place in South Africa is like the most haunted place? Like 
if you are scared of the paranormal, just be like, nope, not going near that place. Or if you are interested in the paranormal, maybe prep yourself before you head there, yeah. kind of. So just before you answer, Vaynard, I know that there's the Kempton Hospital, and I've never felt anything more concerning in my life that Vaynard's about to say Kempton or Greenstone because that's where I live. <laughs> so, so if it is that, could you just could you just like wink at George when you're giving the right answer because this is creeping me out a lot more. I was like, oh, I can I can talk paranormal. Yeah. It'll be fine. So sorry, I just needed to get that in there. Vaynard. No, no, that's okay. If if it, yeah, let's let's go in on the um. Um, came to Park Hospital. We have not investigated there yet. Um, we definitely, this year is going to be the year because um, we have to do it now. Because I think that the thing that we like to do is is gather the narrative around specific places so we can tell the story. Um, Kempton, we've been keeping tabs on that place for, I guess, well over half a decade now. And, sure. you know, with our very active Facebook page, um, people correspond with us um, very frequently, so we get more information over time. So we can really start filling in the gaps and, and hopefully um, go do an investigation there and let you know if it's haunted. If it's haunted, there's lots of people who say it, it is. Uh, we'll go check it out for ourselves. <laughs> so we'll definitely let you know. See that? Okay, most most haunted places Thanks that we've investigated... <laughs> <laughs> no, you're welcome. So, so places we've investigated are extremely haunted. Is that is that what you is that what you want to know? Yeah, like number one most haunted place that either in South Africa or that you've investigated is if you feel comfortable sure. sharing. If it's if it's really 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 dangerous, then just say you know what, skip this question. No, it's all right. I, I, I'll mention the places. Um, I can't disclose the, the, the proper names of the places because we've signed the disclosures because um, people believe that having a place that's haunted is a very, very bad, you know, it's bad for your reputation. So yeah. just to protect their interests. Um, well, we've, we've got a bunch of our investigations on uh, our YouTube channel, Phoenix Paranormal SA. Um, you can go check out the stuff there. But I would say the, the mental asylum the mental asylum was something else. Um, definitely the most haunted place that uh, I've ever been. Um, I know the team will agree with um, probably Sprinkel, which is uh, which is uh, another um, mental asylum that we've investigated at. Um, it's no, it no longer exists. It was um, turned into flats. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be getting a call from those people anytime soon yeah so yeah basically I'll, I'll say those two and probably the Oratsal in the CBD of Pretoria probably also very very haunted sure and uh, I think yeah it's a mining hospital that we did in uh, in Mpumalanga okay it's very active yeah sure sure sorry Cal was just a bit freaked out there you had to no, go what uh, happened the was my laptop was like oh you're speaking paranormal i'm out <laughs> <laughs> the battery started dying so you even freaked out like my laptop here you can but, hear it's actually screaming <laughs> 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 sorry about that Vayner. um no no it's fine so you said that the one place got turned into a block of flats that is right so what would happen 
for example, do those, even if the old building where lots of bad things happened is gone and a new block of flats that's like very upmarket, maybe it's like a posh little uh, real estate complex now, you know, whatever, you know, do those spirits hang around there and will they like torment, torment the new residents of that place, even though all that history is gone? Um, I think it's like, it's like a piece of um, tainted soil, to be honest. I, I think you'll never get rid of the, the, the activity as it were. I don't necessarily, necessarily think they, they, they torment, but if they, if need be, they, they need to fight for their own space in time, if, if, as it were. So they might not be happy with somebody staying in their old occupation um, place where they occupied. So yeah, it's, you don't get rid of the paranormal activity unless you, you get some professional helping. Yeah, because that's, that to me would be like problem solved number one. Like you have a haunted house. Why not just break down the house? Yeah. You know what I mean? But I mean, yeah. that's that's really interesting that you say that it's like very territorial. And does that frustrate, or have you in your experiences, let me rather say, have you seen that that frustrates the entity if there are changes to the environment where it resides? Oh, definitely. Uh, we, we especially experience it when people are moving um, furniture in the house or they even just putting out in a new drywall or breaking down the walls. You know, it sort of stirs something up. And uh, yeah, it definitely then increases um, activity depending on depending on what the, what the story is behind it. Yeah. So now we've spoken about haunted locations, and I want to chat about haunted people because I I feel like I've I've heard of this before where it's not necessarily that uh, an entity would haunt a house, but perhaps at one house they met for lack of better terms and then wherever that person went they were suffering with paranormal problems moving forward is that a common thing or is that mumbo jumbo that i read on the social media somewhere uh, i think what you're referring to is probably an attachment okay um, this, yeah they, these kind of things we we deal with quite often um being paranormal activities it's basically um what's what's that called uh you know when you walk in the felt and that, those black little thingies get stuck to your jeans? Yes. That's basically what it's, what it's like. So you, um, try and imagine that you're walking into a pool with all your clothes on, obviously not getting wet. That's how you walk into the energy and that's that, that thick energy and space of, of these entities. Yeah. And somehow it, it sticks onto you. It sticks into your energy field. It latches onto you, follows you home um starts causing problems in your relationship um starts um wreaking havoc in your life so it's 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 kind of like you know if i can put it in those terms and i don't know how sensible this is but yeah it's kind of like a venereal disease that you're picking up um it sticks to you and uh, it's it's very hard to get rid of them so but this you know it's it's not necessarily based on on, on a place that you visited it can it could be like um your girlfriend's house and there's some kind of antique chair there with a nasty old lady and she doesn't like you and she goes home with you um yeah especially when we investigated like the mental asylum we had yeah yeah, yeah. you bring so much energy with you and i think it's it's not a specific person per se but it's just some of that sadness or some of that guilt or some of that rage you know just that little piece just latches onto your 
aura, if you will, and then yeah, yeah. you can you can carry it with you. Sure. Um. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know how I was going to follow up with that, but maybe just share a story that my mother told me. So. Um, I came home one day saying, oh, the kids are playing glossy, glossy at school, um, which is kind of like those matchstick or like spirity games. Mom was like, don't you dare go near those children. Don't you dare go play glossy, glossy. She told me the story. So uh, it was her and her siblings that were playing glossy, glossy in their old house in Cape Town. And... Um, basically what happened was they heard the voice of the spirit it sounded like a female voice um and they started kind of communicating with it and then it started getting nasty and it knocked over the wardrobe and exactly what you're describing there an attachment kind of formed between the spirit and my aunt well at least this is what i was told that for years whenever she like went somewhere she would sometimes get the smell of a perfume and she, you know the theory was that that spirit had, was potentially you know lesbian and maybe had something had some feelings for my aunt or something like that so it's like weird things like that like you'll smell this perfume randomly no and you'll be like okay she's that is oh my word <laughs> very interesting that you're mentioning that I think, you know, it's, it's very interesting because we had a discussion about this the other day. And um, I think that's why the subject of the paranormal has been, been so taboo because our parents, you have to remember when they were like younger, there was no television around. So they had to do certain things to amuse themselves. Yeah. And you will be surprised how many of them actually engaged in communication yeah. with the paranormal. Yeah. Through the classy classy or Ouija boards or anything like that. And and exactly the same, like you're describing now, everybody or most of the people had exactly the same experience. I think it's just a lack of knowing what you're dealing with that, that mm. causes you to, to be actually severely affected. And you're saying now that it's, it's, it's kind of like a, you know, kind of a little bit of a love affair kind of thing going on, if I understand correctly. Um, and it's, it's these different kinds of entities. They, you get like, they just come and sit on you and just suck out all your energy or they'll they'll torment you throw things around and uh pull your hair and just make life a living yeah a living hell for you so it's, it's very interesting yeah you know it like just just chatting about it like i get very nervous but again you you mentioning that our parents have a lot of stories i also have a story of like you, you hear it and you've actually blown my mind by saying that because you hear about grandparents telling you that their grandparents and like the engagement with the paranormal and the supernatural for lack of better terms is actually extremely common now that you pointed out I've, it's actually just been such a penny drop moment i mean i've heard stories about when a baby was put in a cot in that room it would wake up with bruises and it would be crying or mm -hmm. it was a potentially a, a an anomaly that was pinching it that's that's crazy so how do you how do you establish the intent of a spirit because whether it's to harm um as as we might have seen with somebody potentially pinching a baby as we might have seen a jealousy or a romantic interest with george's story and do you get good entities that could perhaps attach to you and positively influence your life hmm. Hmm. that's a that's a very interesting question i think it's there's always two sides of a coin um i i do believe that um some relatives that pass on um, do keep 
keep tabs on us and just come drop in now and again. Um, you know, different, different, some of our investigators, unfortunately, some of their parents have, have passed on, but, you know, they've, they've had experiences where they just sort of, it's more soothing, uh, a little bit more of a soothing touch or, or a feeling that you, you'll get. I don't ever think they linger, um, to be honest. I don't think they linger. They just come in comfort and then they go again. Um, because obviously space and time don't apply to them. And I, I do feel that they, they are allowed to come and not influence us, but yeah. sort of just come and comfort us. The same thing with, with the other entities where they are, some of them might just be um, interested in, in letting you know that there's someone there. So they'll scratch you or they'll um, throw over your, 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 um, your lamp or something like that, just to get your attention to acknowledge that, you know, they need help. So yeah, I think it's 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 two sides of a coin. I think if if you can believe in the darkest stuff, you you can definitely believe in that there's good spirits out there who who try and help and, and comfort us. Yeah, sure. And so like now I'm gonna touch on a bit of like beliefs. Um you know Yeah, go for it. Is is the paranormal hunter group like very diverse in terms of like spiritual beliefs and backgrounds? You know, uh, I'd imagine you know you potentially have maybe one or two uh, you know Christians, um, maybe mixing with people who practice magic or something like that. You know, yeah. Okay, um, you know, I think because of of our. We're all Afrikaans, or most of us. Um, so I think that inherently the religious thing is is sort of read into. I mean, you guys probably also relate to that, you know. So we, we've we've got our Christian beliefs. Um, it's it's sort of when you're dealing with these dangerous entities, you sort of and and you know this is where it kind of conflicts with religion a little bit because you're not supposed to be seeking these things out. And mm. in my personal opinion, it's not necessarily seeking them out but seeking them out and asking them for things that you need in return i think that's probably where where some people get confused but that's you know that's just my my opinion um we're mostly christians um i think dave is a catholic um so so we're protestant christians and it's it's sort of it sort of helps us in protecting ourselves when we go into these into these locations because you have to remember um most of the locations we do, no one's ever been there. So the energy has been trapped in there for how long? Nobody interacting with it. So it, it, it can become overwhelming. So you'd kind of need to protect yourself also from um, energies attaching, attaching them to you because we've got kids and, and, and stuff like that. So you don't want to bring that stuff into your home where it can actually harm you. Um, we, we, we're not, you know, George, to answer your question a little bit more um, accurately, um, we don't really do other sides of it. We keep it in mind because we work a lot with um, mediums and people do tarot cards and stuff because it's all sort of part of the same community without, you know, without judging them for what they do. So that, um, some of them really um, are into helping people, you know, getting mm. rid of, of evil spirits or being tormented by them. You know, to sort of shine them off, and, and some of them are very good at what they do. Um, so we, we keep an open mind. I think that's the most important thing that we need to do in this industry is definitely just keep an open mind, and and 
the thing is we need to keep an open eye because everybody's religions in this country contributes to the paranormal activity. So you need to have a kind of understanding and a respect for it to sort of discern what's what's happening. That's, that's a really good question, Jules. I was also thinking, I mean, it, uh, bringing religion into it must be must be a little bit tricky, um, especially because like you mentioned, yeah. you're dealing with energies and auras and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, so, I think it's... Oh, sorry, Venet. Yeah, sorry. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, yeah, I'm no, here I think what it's... you have to say, because it's far more interesting than yeah. what I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th I think, you know, if you, if you look at it from a universal perspective, I think, you know, people are onto crystals and stuff. There's some validity to that because we mm. deal with energy, right? So it, I, I'm, I'm very much up for the idea that energy can be neutralized by a certain gemstone. That's, you know, it, it makes total sense because... In my head, it's it's scientific. It, it mm. can actually work like that. And the thing is, we're dealing with only energy. There's no vision beyond. You can't see it. No. So we have to touch and feel our way through the darkness to try and discern what these energies are. And I think everybody in their field contributes to to solving these mysteries. I, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so Venan, I wanted to know from you if you help people cross over, because you mentioned quite a while ago that um, the, I think originally when you were chatting, you were saying, you know, that it's these spirits that haven't yet crossed over. Um, and I think not necessarily that it might tie into the concept of heaven and hell, like we were talking about religion, but how is it that you actually help people cross over? Is it a, is it a matter of as simple as explaining to somebody like, dude by the way you have died and it's time to let go or is it like exorcism vibes how do you how do you get rid of a ghost okay we 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 don't physically engage in in getting rid of ghosts um i think our function is more of detecting okay um, and sort of giving the owner of the premises a little bit of better idea what they're dealing with so that if they want to they can go seek help um, we do have some members of our group that are very sensitive to, um, to energies and they can sort of, you know, just walking into the room, they can tell you, okay, there's an old lady, she's angry about this, 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 and that. And, and sometimes just conversing, sometimes just giving them their, their space to know that they will be heard. So whatever message they'll, they'll give you, um, that, that'll be enough for them and then they can, they can move on. Um, as I mentioned before, you know, others just get stuck. Others don't want to go. Others are just, they enjoy it. Um, think specifically in the maximum security ward for the women's uh, mental asylum patients. There, there's a very, I don't know if she's playful or, or whatever, but she is very, she enjoys interacting with the living and sort of yeah. scary. She'll laugh, she'll pinch you, she'll pull your hair, kind of stuff like that. It's, a, it's sort of like she... She, she's comfortable being there. That's her yeah. space and she's, she's fine there. I think um, I think it depends really on what your belief is of what happens to you after you die. Um, I think in, in, in cases where there's violent murder or you know, you're driving your car and all of a sudden you're in an accident and you're dead, you know, can cause a lot of confusion where you have not had the time to separate your soul from your body and, and realize, okay, phew, it's over yeah. now. Um, so I think it's, there's a lot of variables to that. Um, 
and it's probably why we do what we do. You know, we want to find out more and, and, and use technology to interact more so we can get a little bit of a better idea of what, what happens afterwards. Yeah. But yeah, guys like mediums will, will tell you different stories, um, not stories, like different theories of, of what might happen. But that's, yeah, that's basically, I think, according to your belief system, how you die, um, how ready you are to die, I suppose is also a factor. So I think that will definitely have an influence on, on what happens to you. This has been mind blowing. And I say this after, after we, we chat to very interesting people. I'm like this, thank you for changing my perspective. I genuinely appreciate it. I mean, I think maybe I was a bit of somebody who was like, oh, you know, who are you going to call kind of vibes. <laughs> um, but uh, thank you so much for taking the time out to just genuinely explain. It's been phenomenal being able to talk to you. I've really, really appreciated that. Hey, no problem, guys. Yeah, anytime. Anytime if you want to. So before I wrap up, at the end of every episode, I go around the room and I ask if you would like to add anything. This could be anything from a word of caution to a charity to your social handles, anything. You can add anything that you want to. Um, so, George, do you have anything to add? Yeah, no, Renat, it's been a pleasure to also just chat to you for a bit. And yeah, I'll ask Cal for, for your details. Um, I want to, I want to join you guys out there. I want to, I want to see what happens and I don't know, maybe keep Comic Con Africa posted and see where <laughs> that goes. So yeah. Fainan, anything to add on your side? No, I, th I think if, if anyone is interested, they can go check out our, our YouTube channel, uh, Phoenix Paranormal South Africa. We've got all investigations. We break it up into nice little videos there. So that people can have experience. So, you, George, you can just sit at home and just enjoy it. You don't have to physically put yourself in danger to to actually enjoy a paranormal experience. But yeah, yeah that's that's pretty much it. I think. Uh, thanks very much, you guys, for shedding some light on this. I think it's a it's a topic that we need to discuss a little bit more. Mm. And I think I think my thing to add is that I've again really appreciative and i mean i've genuinely i feel like i say this at the end of every flippant episode and i even said i'm going to shake it up but i really feel like i've learned something <laughs> but i really well, really no. do no that's just, seriously i think that's that's a great value of podcasts like this you know you can you because you sort of run into a brick wall at some stage yeah. and then you go okay now i need to get creative yeah what else are we thinking about and i think you know when once you pass that that wall i think it's a lot of things open up for you and you use them person you know and anybody listening to this can have a more rounded conversation about it and, and know a little bit more and if it prickles your fancy then you can go dig in yeah. and learn and more it's i mean it's been it's been phenomenal i, I like i've I really really appreciate it i think even just you using certain words because I think that there's a lot of ignorance surrounding it. And, you know, I don't think, like you said at the beginning, I don't think 90s, noughties, even modern horror movies have done it any justice. It's just a, it's just a fear trope at the moment. And as much as it is dangerous, just not being afraid of the unknown and just being able to understand it a little bit more. And like I said, speaking to you and hearing you use certain, certain verbiage where I wouldn't hear that in a horror movie, I just, I really appreciate it. And I actually... For the shits and giggles, as much as I'm paranoid and scared, I do think that I, I have a better understanding now. Not to say that I'm like completely confident in everything just yet, but I do have a better understanding. And for that, I'm appreciative. Thank you so much. 
Hey, no problem. Just another thing, you know, if if you just mentioned it now, it's, it's not to be scared. If you do, I think, you know, if the listeners out there do experience something, just remember that you are in control because you are the living being. You know, they have no power over you. So being scared sort of feeds them into, you know, increasing their activity onto you. So yeah, like you said, just don't be scared. And if, you know, if, if there's something that bothers you, just contact us on our Facebook page. Um, yeah, we can point you in the right direction if you need if you need some more help. We'll just want to chat about it. So we'll pop your Facebook page, your YouTube page in the description. Um, and then if you're watching, please like and subscribe. If you're listening, please, or oh, George, I always butcher this one. Please review, rate and review. I think. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Do the thing that Spotify asks you to. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, Venant, much appreciated. Cannot tell you from a heavenly height. It is extremely appreciated. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come and chat with us. No problem, guys. Thanks very much for having me. It was great.